Welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of World News Weekly. I'm your host Mike Inomcha and after a three month break, we are thrilled to be back to bring you latest stories from around the globe. Thank you for joining us as we dive into the world of international news. We have a packed episode today, so let's get right into it. Our first story takes us to Nigeria, where a group of 161 Nigerians have been repatriated from Libya. These migrants were part of the voluntary UN-supported scheme that aimed to provide them with safe return to their home country. Libya is a North African country that has become a major transit route for migrants from various parts of Africa seeking to reach Europe in search for better opportunities. The journey is often tiresome, perilous, and often involving dangerous sea crossings and exploitations. Turning our attention to West Africa, the African Union has taken a significant step by suspending Niger from all activities following a military coup that occurred last month. Niger, an unlocked West African country, has experienced political instability and turmoil in the past. The African Union's decision to suspend the nation's underscores the organization's commitment to uphold democratic norms and principles across the continent. The regional grouping, ECOWAS, which consists of West African nations, has also condemned the coup and called for the release of the elected president, Mohamed Bouzman. The junta's association of three-year timeline for a restoration of civilian rule has been met with resistance, highlighting the ongoing struggle for democratic governance in the region. Defence chiefs from across the region are focused on a potential so-called last resort military solution against coup leaders in Niger. Let no one be in doubt that if everything else fails, the valiant forces of West Africa, both the military and the civilian components, are ready to answer to the call of duty. Diplomatic efforts by numerous delegations, including ECOWAS, the African Union, CHAD, the UN and the US, all bids to find a peaceful solution to the crisis, have so far failed. The military leaders of the coup in Niger have formed what they say is a transitional government, and not only are they still refusing to free detained democratically elected President Mohamed Barazoum, but they are now putting him on trial for treason. A move ECOWAS and many in the international community say blatantly contradicts the junta's pledge to find a peaceful solution to the crisis. In Niger, ECOWAS sanctions and the suspension of international humanitarian aid is beginning to bite, and it's the people, many of whom support the coup, who are suffering the most. We fled insecurity to come here. We're tired. Some days I find food, other days I don't find food. Some days I can work and other days I can't. Some analysts say there is no unity among ECOWAS member states on how best to respond. Now you are hearing across the region, particularly from the parliament, from the people, and even from some member states, notably from Cape Verde, which is the leading democratic state, that they are opposed to any use of military force. So this is a project that is no longer consensual. Disunity amongst West African states, political opposition within them, the danger of potentially causing a wider regional war and the risk of giving armed groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIL the opportunity to take advantage and launch more attacks. Despite these dangers, it seems that West African defence chiefs are far from taking the military option off the table yet. Shifting our focus to the international diplomacy, Chinese President Xi Jinping 
is making his first visit to Africa in five years. The visit includes attending BRICS summit for the major emerging economies. China's engagement in African nations has become a topic of interest lately, with trade and investment ties strengthening over the years. President Xi Jinping's visit to South Africa is not only a significant sign of diplomacy on the continent engagement, but also part of the broader BRICS summit. The summit provides a platform for emerging economies like Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa to collaborate on various issues, including global governance and economic development. It's going to be a hot uh, topical issue, particularly within this uh, state visit of Xi Jinping, President Xi Jinping and President Cyril Ramaphosa when they have their bilateral meeting of the trade relations between the two countries, which is largely skewed in China's favor and against South Africa. When you look at the various exports that South Africa has sent to the Republic of China, vis-a-vis -vis to the various imports that South Africa has uh, taken from the People's Republic of China, you look at how particularly within the energy sector. You'd remember the FOCAC of uh, 2018, where the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises, Pravin Gordon, was tasked with the responsibility of looking at the various state-owned enterprises of China within the energy and electricity space that compete amongst one another in, tr in order to try and resolve South Africa's energy crisis when it comes to the power utility ESCOM. That has not yet come to fruition. You look at the various uh, products of uh, China that are currently in South Africa, within the renewable energy space, you go to the sun sink inverters, you go to the Daya inverter. In fact, at this point in time, the Daya inverter, which is backup energy, renewable energy that is currently used within various homes, Daya inverters constitute about 30% of the market currently of renewable energy within South Africa. You look at the various solar inverters that are being imported into South Africa, exported by China, that is flooding the South African economy, and that is uh, indirect telling you, Sakina, that the renewable energy sector within South Africa is going to be largely dominated and is largely dominated currently by products coming from China. Just as a matter of fact, the Chinese are going to be building a massive solar energy plant that is going to be generating solar panels in the city of Johannesburg. And that is an investment by the Chinese government coming into South Africa. And you're looking at uh, municipalities and provinces such as Gauteng, which has got solar technicians being trained in order to build solar panels, which is going to be one of the collaborative issues that is going to be discussed here with the Minister of uh, Mineral Resources and Energy, Gwede Samson Mantashe, the Minister of Electricity, Dr. Hossi, and so Ramakupa, who has been meeting a lot of stakeholders in the past two days from the Republic of China. As a matter of fact, two months ago, Minister Hossi, and so Dr. Hossi, and so Ramakupa was in China going on a study visit to look at the various energy solutions that the Chinese can help the South African government and in particular help the failing power utility ASCOM in trying to generate electricity in order to eradicate load shedding which is currently affecting the performance of the South African economy. The economy if load shedding were to be eradicated in South Africa would perform and grow at about 3% per annum which is what South Africa is currently looking at 
at with the economy now growing at about uh, projected to grow at about one percent with the reduction of load shedding with the with the nuclear power station Quebec and those particular two units coming back into the power grid in order to provide and to, to reduce load shedding by one particular state and that tells you that this particular state visit is going to be centralized around the economy centralized around electricity generation around the just transition and also renewable energy but also not forgetting the geopolitics and there you have it a roundup of some of the top stories making waves around the world thank you for joining us on this episode of world news weekly the clips that you had from this audio recording were from south african broadcasting corporation and al jazeera english we are excited to be back bringing you diverse perspectives on global events as always we stay informed stay curious and stay engaged until next week I'm Mike Hinomcha. Subscribe for more of our episodes. Peace and luck.